Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And this is your AEW Collision Recap and Review. They were live from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This is episode two of Collision. And let's get right to it. Uh, Tony Schiavone calls out Darby Allen and Sting to announce their partner for their trios match at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, but instead, who comes out? Chris Jericho and Minoru Suzuki. And and the fans are chanting, they're cheering for Chris Jericho. Of course, he's a Canadian legend. Jericho says, don't pander to me. I'm not from Toronto, I'm from Edmonton. And Jericho then threatens Shivani. He puts a baseball bat, Floyd, the baseball bat, up to Shivani's throat and tells him, Tell me who the partner is. And Shivani says, of course, <laughs> I don't know who the partner is. And then cue Sting's music. Sting and Darby Allen come out. And Allen talks into the camera, talking to Sammy Guevara, who I guess is at, at home or in his hotel room or whatever. Uh, he's talking to Sammy Guevara and says, it's a good thing you're not here. And he tells Sammy that he's going to kick his ass on Sunday. Very creative promo from Darby Allen. Well, he also says he needs to decide what kind of person he wants his daughter to see him as, you know, which I think is a good way to get at him as a upcoming parent, new parent, you mm-hmm. know. So are we going to see Sammy turn on Jericho on Sunday? Is that the, the implication? I Can you have a heel do a face turn against a heel and have them be a face? I don't understand oh, how yeah, that works. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he can... So he can do something shady to Jericho to make himself a face. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, then, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Jericho would have to turn on him so that he can save face as a face, but if he can do something shady and still be a face, then yes. It could work either way, especially with Jericho involved. Yeah, I, mean, I, I Jericho can make anything get over. He's great in that way. I thought they might do, like, a Jericho is trying to get him to cheat and he refuses, and so it costs them the match kind of a thing, uh, rather than have him turn on him in a heelish manner. Sammy turn on Jericho in a heelish manner, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. But so they, they uh, Jericho and Suzuki announced their team member, and it is Naito, which the fans in Toronto seem to be behind. Doesn't mean anything to me. They knew who it was going to be with yeah. just a clue. They started chanting his name. Well, they said he beat Jericho at the Tokyo, Tokyo Dome. Dome. And, like, instantly the whole crowd started chanting. Yeah, the crowd in Toronto yeah. is a lot more knowledgeable about Japanese wrestling than I am, than we are, I yeah. should say. Yeah, I'll be clear before we get into the show. We don't watch New Japan. It's nothing against New Japan. It's just we we take a lot of time to cover American wrestling, We and we have jobs. We simply do not have time to mm-hmm. cover American wrestling and, and Japanese wrestling, you know, this is not our job. I want to be <laughs> clear about that. This yeah. is something we do on the side. You know, we do this for fun. We aren't mm-hmm. making any money at, at this. So <laughs> one we, day. Just, we just don't have time. Yeah, yeah, one day. If I made money, shit, I would love to watch Japanese yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And Triple A. If I were making money. Oh, of Tri- course. Triple A would be I on would my watch, list before. Oh, I watched Lucha Libre before yeah. and may even still. Yeah. If I could figure out how to eke out some more wrestling time. 
Triple A and EMLL would come before Japanese wrestling. Yeah. What's EMLL? That's the other Mexican promotion. Oh, okay. I have not heard of them. Um, let's see. So Naito comes out, and Jericho and Suzuki leave. Uh, up next, we have a Miro promo. Miro says uh, says not much, but he also says a lot in this promo. He renounces God. <laughs> he renounces his gold, which I think he is referring to the TNT Championship. Yeah. And he renounces his beautiful wife. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So that Wait, was... but why is he renouncing all? That's what it was unclear. So it was it was not clear. And so now maybe he's these, these the things, redeemer instead of God. Like I, I just I think don't... maybe his 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 attachments to these things perhaps kept him from fulfilling his true potential. So mm-hmm. now if he's not attached to anything, he's just going to be able to beat the shit out of people, and. And that's all I think. That's what I took from it. Interesting. He's just interested in beating the shit out of people. He doesn't care about his wife or belts or God anymore. He just wants to beat people up. Is she still with the WWE? I have no idea. She's not. She's not over here. She's not on camera. If she is, yeah. On screen, she should should join the women's roster at AEW. I guess it doesn't matter if he's renounced her. Well, she may have a contract as well. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Next, we have Swerve Strickland versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I had read that Tanahashi's knees are fucked up. And man, in watching this match, you can tell. I, uh, I've i been through chronic pain. I don't want to go, go into my whole past story, but I've been through chronic pain. I can tell when people are in pain. And I, this man is in in some pain with his knees. You can tell mm-hmm. just the way he moves, the the kinds of things, the kinds of shortcuts he's having to take to go from uh, getting uh, getting up mm-hmm. from certain moves, yeah. um, getting in and out of the ring, getting in and out of the ring, yeah. especially. I mean, I saw it just from him walking up the ring yeah, I mean, steps. You pointed it out to me before the match started yeah i was like this guy can can hardly get up the ring steps so i don't know this was tough to watch at times for me uh so he's still in there wrestling i'm not exactly sure what his knee problems are i'm, I'm gonna look into that but i know he has some and i was doing a little googling during the match and i you know i, I read that I read he he is struggling with a knee injury right now. Some people, and of course it's the internet, so who fucking knows? But you know, some people think he should he should be out, and some people think, whatever, he's a wrestler, tough it up, and blah blah blah. You know, so uh, I don't know obviously the extent of his knee injury, uh, but he uh, he seems like he's either injured or he's doing a very good job of playing someone injured. But I think the man is really in pain. Really yeah. Injured, yeah. But yeah, the match starts with some chain wrestling. Uh, Tanahashi he pulls out his air guitar. He throws his air guitar to Swerve, who plays it. Tanahashi then hits Swerve with a basement drop kick. Uh, 
Tanahashi and Swerve then. They're both pulling on each other's hair. They're warned by the referee to stop. Swerve then immediately grabs Tanahashi's hair again, uh, takes him into the corner. Tanahashi gets Swerve down and then heads to the second rope and hits a somersault senton on Swerve. Uh, Strickland then, with a somersault into a flatliner, takes down Ace. That's one of Hiroshi Tanahashi's nicknames. Uh, Sling Blade by Tanahashi. Uh, Hiroshi then comes off the top rope with a frog splash, and it took him a little, it took him a second to get up there. Um, he came off with a frog splash. Swerve gets his knees up, and it's turned to a two for Swerve. Swerve heads up top, goes for a stomp, misses. Tanahashi hits him with a sling blade. Tanahashi up top, frog splash for the pin and the win. So despite Tanahashi's obvious knee problems and the workarounds, I thought this was a pretty good match. He did fall off the top turnbuckle. He, he did. Left he that did. Out. Yeah, he did fall off the top turnbuckle at one point. But I, we weren't sure if that was a work, like if he was playing up, like oh my knees hurt, or if he like actually fell. I think he actually. I fell. think he actually fell. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think he actually did fall. He was climbing up the the turnbuckle and fell from like the second turnbuckle back down to the ring apron. Uh, I think he was having trouble getting up there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, obviously. But that, that is how it appeared to me. But uh, everything else aside, it was a solid match. I give it three and a half bones out of five. As as tough as it was to watch it sometimes, it was a it was a well uh, well structured match. Uh, I was rooting for Swerve the whole time. Didn't come through. Obviously, Tanahashi picked up the win. Uh, it's not gonna do much for him, you know. And he's not gonna he's not gonna beat MJF. Uh, at the pay-per-view, but yeah, good match. Um, Kay, what do you have to say about this one? I'm surprised you gave it three and a half bones. Um, Like I said, it was well-structured and entertaining match, despite the, the, how hard it was to watch a man in pain do his, uh, ply his craft. Yeah, I blame you uh, for me thinking it was worse than a three and a half bone match, because you pointing out before the match even started, about how much pain he was clearly in. Mm-hmm. Super distracted me through the whole match. Like, every move he did, I was watching his knees. You know, mm-hmm. like... And so I don't know if I would have said a three-bone match had I not been informed of that. Um, but overall, the match was, like, really slowly paced, which was isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but for a Swerve Strickland match, is really unusual. Um it was it was an okay match. It was it was okay. It was, it it was like me... an it was like an average paced independent wrestling match. Yes, yeah, but it just it wasn't. It was entertaining. What I, it was entertaining. It wasn't what I expected to see. From, this like legend from Japan and from yeah. Swerve Strickland, you know, right. and I get yeah. like people are injured and, I want him to be safe and do what he can, you know. Um, the only other thing that. Uh, you didn't mention that I feel like is worth noting, uh, is I have a quote from Kevin Kelly. Oh, God. Uh, the world's greatest commentator. Yeah, I'm not uh, a Kevin Kelly yeah. fan. I know people have been, some people have been raving about how good of a commentator he has been on Collision. I I, I haven't liked Kevin Kelly. He was on WWF back in the day, and I disliked his commentating style then. 
I still don't like him now as a commentator. I, I don't know what people are liking about him. If you like him, I'm glad for you, but I don't like him. Well, in this episode, he mispronounced like three or four different wrestlers' names. Well, he calls for Strickland Shane, which I think, didn't he go by Shane? I don't know. I think he went by Shane Swerve Strickland for a little while. I could oh, be okay. mistaken. But that's definitely not what he's called now. Yeah. He's Swerve Strickland. He called Andrade Andre. He called him Andre, yeah. He called Takeshita some really weird pronunciation of Takeshita, which is not how you say his name. Um, but anyway, so my quote. God. It was after the hair pulling incident where uh, Takeshita and Swerve were both pulling each other's hair. I mean Tanahashi. He- what did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said Takeshi. Yes, Tanahashi. Uh, he said, there should be a code amongst men with great hair. But they don't pull their own each other's hair. <laughs> and I feel like that was the the best comment he had all night. Uh, uh, I'm not a fan of Kevin Kelly I'm either. not a fan of Kevin Kelly, yeah. Not and since we're talking about the announce team, I'm going to talk about the announce team real quick. Is that okay? okay. Just It won't take long. Um, so, on Wrestling Observer Live this week... I want to say it was Brian Alvarez, but I could be wrong about who was who, which podcast we were listening to. You're um, wrong. I'm wrong. Who was it? It was uh, Victor Sosa. Okay. Thank you. Um, so he said that Collision last week started at 8 o'clock and that 8.01, the best pro wrestling commentating team, was now on television, which to me... First of all, if you're judging after one minute, you're putting those people ahead of all other televised wrestling commentating teams like you must really think shit about those other teams but also come the fuck on like these guys aren't even the best AEW team but Mm -hmm. especially when you got Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni together in action and ring of honor how the fuck are you gonna put these guys ahead of them or even ahead of like Taz Excalibur and JR, you know, or, yeah. or Tony Giovanni, whoever's sitting there as the third man, you know? I mean, these guys are, like, the bottom of the AEW pole, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so, I yeah. just don't... I don't get it. Nigel McGinnis is okay, but Kevin Kelly is not. Well, he's okay, but and he's Mc- also McGinnis? part of the Ring of Honor team. Yeah. Well, is he now? Do we know? Oh, I don't know we if he still is. We haven't been watching Ring of Honor lately. Well, not since Collision started, anyway. I bet he's not now. Yeah. But they took him off. Well, that's good, because I didn't really like the addition of him to the Ring of Honor. But yeah, the, yeah the, if the best announced team in wrestling right now, I agree, is Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni mm-hmm. on Ring of Honor. The The second best in the AEW family is the Dynamite team. Mm-hmm. And pulling up the rear, well, and, and third best would be Rampage. Rampage yeah. And pulling up the rear would be the Collision team for me, not first. Yeah. So I... Like I said, bless you if you uh, if you enjoy them, but I uh, I don't. You know, Nigel actually might be doing both because they're filming Ring of Honor the same night as Collision. I'm not sure. I think they've been changing it up. I'm not sure exactly what what they've been doing. You told me I was going to say Ring of Honor when I went to go see Collision. Well, I, they at one point they did, so I'm not sure what they did this Friday, I'm, um, or, or Saturday, excuse me. So we'll we'll look. I haven't been on the internet today, so we'll look for some reports, see if okay. if they did, in fact, tape Ring of Honor again with Collision. Because I want to see Ring of Honor when I yeah. go to see Collision. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see Collision August 12th in Greensboro. Yeah. 
Uh, up next, Brody King, one-third of the AEW World Trios Champions, taking on, uh, accompanied by Julia Hart, taking on Andrade El Idolo. Uh, King throws Andrade into the ropes. Andrade catches himself, puts on his signature pose that he does. I love it. Moonsault by Andrade to the arena floor. A blind moonsault catches uh, King. Brody beats Andrade all along the outside. Andrade hits a dragon screw, wrenching Brody's knee against the ropes. Looked very painful. Brody took control for a little while. Andrade then hit a clothesline and then double knees running in the corner on King. Uh, Brody then grabs up Andrade and hits a painful-looking move. He hits a Death Valley driver onto the bottom turnbuckle where the the base of Andrade's neck hits the bottom turnbuckle and, you know, thankfully his, his head was tucked. But it looked scary. very Yeah, it looked very painful. Uh, Andrade got King in the figure four. Julia Hart grabs Andrade's mask. Andrade goes to retrieve it. He gets back in the figure four with King. And here comes Buddy Matthews beating up Andrade. Andrade gets the disqualification win. Gave this match three and a half bones out of five. This was another good one. I'll tell you what, I'll give this one four bones out of five, actually. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, And the the House of Black, they beat up Andrade, who apparently has no friends. No one came to help him. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, I get that he left in Gobernable, but... Left Axion in Gobernable. Yeah, I was just shortening him. But, uh... Like, no friends? No friends. That's sad. He seems like a fun guy. Yeah, but no friends. So... Um, so Matthews, Julia Hart, and Brody King stand there creepily holding Andrade's mask, and all of a sudden, Malachi Black's face appears on the big screen, and that's it. Can I talk about his mask for a second? Okay. So, I I went to school for costuming prior to becoming a teacher. Um, and I took a mask making course and that mask is so beautifully crafted. Have you looked at it close up? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a seamless mask, but it's like stretched and, and, and pressed so that, so that you can see like details of like the teeth on the skull. It's very cool. No, I didn't notice that yeah. that much detail. Yeah. Like uh, next time, next time he's takes it off and puts it on the side of the ring, take a close look at it. Cause it is like a beautiful piece of craftsmanship. And the, what made me notice it even more was he, when he takes it off in this episode, you can see the inside of it. And the inside of it is like also all leather and is totally smooth. It's just like a really well-crafted mask. Like it's like a piece of like artistry. Hmm. Um, so what do you have to say about the match? Oh, other than the mask, you mean? Other than the mask, <laughs> um, yeah. So I love Andrade's posing on the ropes. I think it's... Uh, a unique take on what we normally see, like, Roosh do in the middle of the ring, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the moonsault to the outside was crazy, and it only led to a one count, which was surprising. Um, I love Brody King's barking that he does. Have you noticed that? And now the yeah. crowd has, like, started barking with him. Yeah. I enjoy it. I think it's a, 
um, a good representation of his character. Uh, yeah, and my only other really thought is that Andrade is so good, and I really missed him. Yeah, and definitely. I am beyond thrilled that he is back and that he's on Collision. Because I feel like when he was on Dynamite, there's just so much talent that he wasn't able to be featured prominently and i feel like he's gonna get featured somewhat prominently on collision at least so far two episodes two matches Mm -hmm. that's a good start yeah um so yeah i'm really excited that he's back and i hope that he finds some friends soon yeah yeah and he's a he's a face apparently i don't know it's hard to tell i think he's a face i I mean he's getting beaten up by heels so i think he's a face so yeah he needs some friends uh to save him from getting his ass beat by the house of black do you think we're eventually gonna get some luchas on collision? I don't know. Yeah, that's one of the things the the most noteworthy thing about collision so far is no high flyers. And and when the high flyers are there, like Swerve is kind of a high flyer. He's not like super high flying, but a he, little bit. He a does little a bit. little. I mean, well, you didn't see when he did a triple A fatal four way match on their uh, pay per view, like. He was high flying, you know, like, I mean, so he can do it and he does do it, but like his match tonight on collision, there was none of that, you yep. know? Um, and so I'm very curious to find out like if this is going to be an intentional difference between dynamite and collision. Well, it's it so... seems to be when you look at who they've advertised to be featured, mm-hmm. CM Punk, powerhouse Hobbs, Andrade Alidolo. Miro. Miro. FTR. FTR. I don't uh, I don't know Scorpio Sky that well. Is he a, a little, high, a little a high flyer? Little, just a little. Yeah. Just a little. I mean, the these are not high flyers. Yeah. You know? They might break out a move every once in a while, but these aren't, you know, it, you know, we were talking earlier off off uh, microphone and the people who were not appearing on Collision, the Lucha Brothers. Mhm. Commander, mm-hmm. El Hijo del Vikingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could go on. Bandito. You know? Like, none of, the, none of the luchas. Yeah, none of the luchas, yeah. Yeah. So it seems to be purposeful. Right, but also, they're only two episodes in, and there's only so much room on the card for so many matches. But it, it seems to be purposeful. Yeah, it does. I hope it's not, though, because I... While I can see kind of the desire to give the, the shows two different feels in their style of wrestling, mm. I feel like that would be a mistake or a misstep from AEW. I think Cause, so, Because yeah. I feel like and part that's of, one like... Of the most exci- that's, to me, that's the most exciting part about this promotion mm-hmm. is their high flyers. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, that's what they're really known for. I think a is, lot of people feel the same way. I mean, I mean like, not everyone likes the flippy shit, but... I feel like most AEW fans expect some flippy shit, you know? Yeah. Um, All right, I know everyone doesn't feel the same way as I do, but I love the flippy shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, lo- I like all the other stuff, too. Don't get me wrong. I like, you know, just wrestling, mm-hmm. Matt wrestling, technical wrestling. Technical wrestling. All that stuff, too, but give me some flippy shit. Don't mm-hmm. take it away altogether from collision, you know? Well, I think too, every like, every match doesn't have to have flips, but yeah. give me some, you know. And that would be a really good opportunity to help the flippy shit like 
shine, you know? Because I feel like in Dynamite, yeah, you're like, you're like lost in a sea of flippers, you know? But, but if you have a high flyer that you want to feature, making them one of the only high flyers on Collision would be a really good way to do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, oh, we are talking about Andrade um, and the lack of friends. And... Yeah. All right. All right, so out next... Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come out. And Christian Cage is holding Luchasaurus's TNT Championship belt. And Christian Cage go, goes on talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs choking in the NHL playoffs. He talks about the Toronto Raptors <laughs> winning the NBA championship four years ago and how he told their star player to leave Toronto. And then he talks about the TNT title. And he's talking about it as though it's his t- title mm-hmm. and he's from toronto so he had to do that like city heel work to like right. get them to not cheer for him because when he came out they were cheering hard for christian right so yeah he had to i mean that's the heel's job if you if the crowd is for you mm-hmm. you got to shut it down and make them against yeah. you so he's he's doing the right thing there and and as i said he's speaking about the title as though it's his and he says there are going to be no more open challenges for the TNT title. Um, and so people are going to have to earn their shot. And that's pretty much all he had to say, and they leave. At one point during, I can't remember the exact phrase that he was using, but he was referring to himself as the champion at one point and then changed it from an I statement to a we statement. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't call himself the champion, but he was when he was talking about defending it, he was basically saying, like, I'm not going to defend it just against anyone. And then and then he changed it to, like, we're not going to defend it against just anyone or something like that. Um, I wish I would written down the actual phrase that he had said. Uh, but I was, wonder was if a, he was supposed to say I or no. if that was a slit you think he was supposed no, to. No, I think he was supposed to. It seemed, the way it was paced, it seemed like he intentionally said it and then restated it. Oh. Because he, like, turns a little bit and looks at Luke. I, they're, I mean, they're very clearly setting up the eventual split of Luchasaurus and Christian, right? Like, that has to be where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. So, I would like to see a face Luchasaurus, because I have a hard time rooting against a dinosaur beast man, you Yeah, know? making him, a, like, a super face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. I mean, it's a great, great direction they're heading. I mm-hmm. think so. And yeah. I hope they switch him back to green when he does it, because I liked green Luchasaurus better than red Luchasaurus. Christian Cage has been doing some good work in AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish she would wrestle more. Ugh. I was thinking the exact opposite. Because he's good at it. No. <laughs> yes, he is. No, he's good at it. No, he's good at it. Um, but I think he's doing some really good heel work. Like, I normally am very anti-Christian Cage on AEW. But I think that this, this since his match with Jungle Boy, the Buried Alive match, I feel like he's finally, like, gotten it together. You know, like, he's got become interesting. Because yeah. he just wasn't for me before, you know. He was just like the boring guy that would come and squint and talk in a turtleneck for a long period of time. Gotcha. Uh, up next, we had a video package for the Owen Hart Men's Tournament Field, which is a that's a great collection of eight wrestlers. I, I'm very much looking forward to the men's and the women's uh, tournament field, but uh, I say especially the men's. It's a stronger field, I think. Uh, up next, we have an Owen Hart Cup uh, Women's Tournament quarterfinal, 
We have New Japan Strong Women's Champion Willow Nightingale versus Nyla Rose, accompanied by Marina Shafir. And of course, Willow's New Japan Strong Women's title is not on the line in this tournament match. Uh, very early on, Nyla Rose grabs Willow in Lamahistral, in a Lamahistral, uh, two count. Uh, Willow wins a test of strength with Nyla. A basement drop kick on Rose. Nyla Rose tries to poke out Willow's eyeballs with her fingernails. The camera gets really close up on it there, and she's trying to gouge her eyes out with her fingernails, but Willow withstands it. It doesn't work. Uh, Nyla Rose puts on an arm bar, really wrenching it on Willow. Uh, and uh, eventually, Willow Nightingale hits a powerbomb on Nyla Rose. And that is the win for for uh Willow Nightingale. Uh this was a this was a pretty good match. I give it three and a half bones out of five. Uh, before I say what happened after the match, you wanna share your thoughts? Sure. Um there was a good shoulder tackle by Willow really early on in the match. I was surprised that she was able to get Nyla Rose down, but she did. Um one thing that I thought you were going to mention, and I was surprised you left it out, was Nyla Rose's biting. So she has Willow down on the mat, bends her arm backwards, and starts biting the fingers on Willow's left hand. Like, puts them, like, all the way in her mouth and is, like, chomping on them. It was kind of horrifying. Um, and then, I don't know if you saw Willow's cartwheel. Willow has this thing where... Usually once a match, she will try and escape her her part her enemy by cartwheeling away from them, mm-hmm. and I hate it. Yeah. Um, she moves so, so much slower when she's cartwheeling; like yeah. it's so stupid. And, step aside. and it's not even like a great cartwheel. It's not a bad cartwheel, but like it's an unnecessary cartwheel. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Willow really looked good in this match, and I think Nyla Rose yeah. is. A big reason why. Like, I think she did a great job making Willow look good. Yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. Especially, like, Willow winning the feat of strength. Like, that's a big deal. Nyla Rose is a strong person. Well, that's the thing. She's a good base. Who, Nyla Rose? Yes. Yeah. For Willow to do moves. Where Mm -hmm. it's her, it's hard. You know, you put Willow Nightingale in there. Let's just say with Riho. Mm Mm-hmm. Willow Nightingale, there's only so many moves that she can do against Riho. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there can't be any that involve Riho having to support Willow mm-hmm. Nightingale's yeah. weight because she can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the size difference so, between the two. So you put, I mean, these are two of the heaviest women in the division. Mm-hmm. You put them in there together and... Uh, and both of them, their entire repertoire, except maybe suplexes, are are available to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we didn't see a single suplex in this match. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't know if either of them could. You could probably do a snap suplex, mm-hmm. uh, but not a not a proper suplex. Yeah. Um, but that's that's you know what you get is you know called being a good base for moves hmm. when you're larger like that. I did not know that. I learned a new term today. That's mm. exciting. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed this match. Uh, 
for the single women's match yeah, of the night. Match. I feel like it was a good one. It was a good match. Uh, after the match, it was, it was slow paced, but not in a bad way. Exactly, yeah. yeah not in a bad way. Um, deliberately paced, I would say. Not, not yeah, slow. Yeah, it's not slow, yeah, deliberately I agree. Paced. Yeah. Uh, after the match, the outcast came out and tried to attack Willow, but Sky Blue appeared and prevented them. So, with a chair, not just like Sky Blue by right. herself, because that's not very intimidating. Right. She came out with a chair <laughs> yeah. and prevented them. So we got the, the Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale feud with the outcasts continuing mm-hmm. on. I think they're good homegrown representatives, you know? Mm-hmm. If you can't have Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter out there, like I feel like those two are some of the next best homegrown stars to represent AEW in the outcast feud. Mm-hmm. And who knows why Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter didn't show up? Well, Jamie Hayter's injured. That's oh, why right, she right, 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 yeah. right. Duh. Yeah. Who but, knows why Britt Baker didn't show up, though? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about Hayter. Duh. My fault. Uh, we have a Scorpio Sky promo next. This was strange to me. Uh, Scorpio Sky talks about what he's accomplished in the company. He points out that he was half of the first World Tag Team Champions. Of course, he and Frankie Kazarian as SCU. He also points out that he was, I believe, a two-time TNT mm-hmm. champion. And here's where it gets strange, though, is... Uh, he says that before when he found success in AEW, he wasn't ready for it. Uh, and and he wasn't, we weren't getting the whole Scorpio sky, but now he's back and he's ready. So it's odd in that he didn't give us any reason or what that means or what it was that was preventing him from being his quote, whole self, he just yeah. gave us that statement, so which, which, just, which just sounds like being like, oh, if you thought you saw me before, I can be better, watch. It just sounds very lame to me. I think he was, this. now again, this is me interpreting it, so this might not be what he meant at all, but... Okay. um. I took it as how some professional athletes, when they first get into the pros and start seeing success, mm-hmm. they get, like, overwhelmed by their success mm-hmm. and can't handle it. Like, Zach Greinke comes to mind. Like, he had to step away from Major League Baseball when he first started because mental health-wise, like, it got to be too much for him and he needed to, like, recenter himself and then he came back and won the fucking World Series or whatever. Um, And so that's how I took it, was, like, he couldn't handle the pressure and the the fame that came along with being the champion. And Mm. so he needed to step back, gather himself, and now he's ready. Yeah, and he gave no explanation for where he's been or what he's been doing or... Yeah, I don't... Has he, do you know if he's been injured? Because that's what I thought was up with I him. have no idea yeah. where he's been or what he's been doing. I, he gave no explanation. It was just a very odd promo. It was odd. I will give you that, yeah. It's very strange. Um, and especially if, like, you don't watch other sports and you don't know that sometimes that's a thing that happens in pro sports. If that was what he was trying to... Imply, like I said, like, if, that's, if that's the thing, tell us that's yeah. the thing. 
But it just, he, he, it's not what he said. He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. He well, said, he said he had he to said, step away, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he said he wasn't ready for it. And now he's back and he's ready. And so just go expound a little, you know, mm-hmm. if you're Scorpio Sky. Just give me one or two more sentences. What does that mean? Why weren't you ready then? What's changed mm-hmm. about you? Just one or two more sentences, you know? Yeah. It was just an odd promo. Like I said, just... Just... Str- I don't know, just odd. Didn't didn't explain. And, and also the odd part, like I said, didn't say where he's been, what he's been doing, why he's been gone. Mm-hmm. Any of that. Yeah? I mean, I'm glad he's back. Don't get me wrong, but I just... It was, it was strange. Well, no one has said in their promos why they've been gone. Like, Andrade right. and Miro yeah. didn't say why they were gone. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But here, but the difference is this one seems like he chose to be gone. He's t- telling us yeah. he chose to be gone. Mm-hmm. So give me a little more about yeah. why you chose to be gone, where you went, what you did, mm-hmm. what's made you ready now. Yeah. No, that's Tell true. me a little more. Give me, like I said, just one or two, three more sentences, and this would have mm-hmm. been something instead of being nothing. Vague, yeah. Being, yeah. I wonder if time was a factor, like if. They had to cut down his promo or something. Mm. But either way, glad he's glad he's coming back. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a solid wrestler. I like I like Scorpio Sky. I'm ready to see him in the ring. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't need two weeks in a row of you talking about how you're back. Like exactly. show me that you're back by wrestling. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, episode three, we're gonna get some Scorpio Sky. Uh, up next, we have Powerhouse Hobbs versus Jeremy Prophet, whose hair is awesome. That's about the only awesome thing about him. Yes, it him. is. Yeah. Didn't like his chances. Hobbs beat on him. Spine buster. Pin. And Hobbs wins. Two, second week on Saturday night. Tony Khan. Why are you putting squash matches on your brand new TV show? Mm-hmm. Is this the, the foot you want to put forward, really, to your new audience on Saturday nights? Yeah. Plus, like... You do that to build a monster. Hobbs is already a fucking monster. Yeah. You know, you don't need that. You don't need that from him. I agree. Yeah. I don't think, like I said, I don't think squash matches are what are what you want to do when you're... On a brand new show. On a brand new show. Like I said, you're trying to build an audience. And, and it's not showcasing the talent because even, you don't give them enough time to showcase anything. Even just in this day and age... I just I just think squash matches are are very passe. It's very nineteen ninety four. You know. I have been always very against squash matches, and you told me you felt like they had a place in wrestling. What's up with that? Well, they they're a little nostalgic for me. I think that that's all. Though. I hate them. I hate squash matches. It's a little nostalgic for me. Yeah. I think that's probably where it comes from. It's because when I when I grew up watching wrestling, you know. Most of the TV matches mm-hmm. were squash matches. I just feel like it's lazy. It's lazy writing. It's lazy yeah. booking. Yeah, but lazy but storytelling. It's changed TV because fans have demanded more. Yeah, and have gotten more other wrestling shows, and so squash matches are the rarity now rather mm-hmm. than the standard. Yeah, uh, which is a good thing. 
But yeah, do we really need to see Hobbs? Exactly. We we're convinced he's yeah. he's, he's a monster. He's a former champion. Like yeah. you don't need to tell anyone how good he is by having him squash a nobody. Yeah. Show would... us how good he is by having him have a real match against a real opponent. Right. For mm-hmm. a real amount of time. Yeah, and it's like, do we really need Jeremy Prophet? Won't you have Hobbs against someone we know? Mm-hmm. Someone that like would actually seem like an opponent that's possibly got a chance in hell. Yeah, you know, exactly. To make the match even a little bit interesting. Because, I mean, before the match even started, once they announced who was in the match, you and I both knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. It's just predictable and it's boring. a waste of everyone's yeah, time. I agree. Waste of everyone's time. Um, up next, we have the main event. Very good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Bullet Club Gold. Of course, that's Switchblade, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. They teamed up with the Guns, Austin, and Colton. And they took on the team of CM Punk, Ricky Starks, and the World Tag Team Champions of AEW, FTR. Uh, early on in the match, Juice was fighting with Dax. Uh, he hit a senton on Dax. Robinson slams Dax down. A sidewalk slams him. Ricky Starks gets in, and Austin Gunn is in. And Ricky walks on the ropes and gyrates uh, his hips. With his tongue out. With his tongue out, and then jumps off and hits Austin with an axe handle. I don't like that move. The move where, you know, a guy holds, holds his opponent's hand and walks along the ropes for 10 seconds and does this and does that. That's so stupid. Because why, cause why doesn't... I'm not telling you the audience anything you don't know, but just why doesn't he just pull him down? It's stupid. Or push him off. Or push him off. This shit is stupid, you know? I, I don't like stuff in wrestling that, that takes me out of the match. I mm-hmm. like to suspend my disbelief. I mean, we know it's predetermined, but when I'm watching the match... I like to suspend my disbelief and 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 think they're really fighting. Mm-hmm. But when some silly shit like that happens, it takes me right out of it. Um, so yeah, he hits Austin with an axe handle after gyrating his hips. Uh, Punk is in against Jay White next. Punk chops and punches him in the corner. And Punk's reception in this match... Uh, it was not the rousing ovation he got in Chicago. Uh, he did get some some cheers, that's for sure. Uh, it wasn't like a thunderous ovation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a normal, normal face pop. And there were some, definitely some boos, some loud boos I mixed think, in there. I think the crowd was 50-50 for him and against, based on, especially it was when... very close. Especially when Jay White was in the ring with him. Yeah. Like, and they started cheering for Jay White and cheering for Punk, and it was going back and forth. Like, that was very even. You know? Um, yeah. Not surprising, but after seeing Punk in Chicago, it was a little bit surprising. <laughs> um, the crowd was more split than I expected. Uh I expected much more of a of a face reaction. I I didn't expect. I expected maybe twenty five percent heel, seventy five percent face, and it was more like fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah, but Kenny Omega's Canadian. You know, 
So I, I had like, not even thought about that. Yeah, so I feel like I had that, not that even has thought to be about part that. Of it, right? Yeah, I bet you're right. Hadn't even thought about it. Plus, Canadians are nice. So they probably don't like CM Punk for being such a dick all the time. Um. Well, here's my thought, though. If you if you don't like Punk, why'd you buy tickets to Collision? Because that's the show that's coming. Well, if that, we didn't like Punk, but there was an AEW show coming, even if it was Collision, we would go because we want to see AEW. Yeah, and, but uh, yeah, good point. I yeah. mean, are they not doing Dynamite in Toronto also? I don't know. I know they're doing next week's Collision is in Hamilton. Oh. So I think they're doing Collision and Forbidden Door in Toronto. And yeah, I guess on. they're not doing two shows. Yeah. And, okay, never mind. I take it back. That was stupid. <laughs> um, so Punk is chopping and punching Jay White in the corner and Punk does the thing a couple times in the matches where he's getting booed and he puts his hand to his ear to listen kind of like Hulk Hogan used to do uh, back in the day And uh, but of course he's getting booed rather than cheered and he does does it again puts his hand to his ear and hears some boos and then he does the Hulk Hogan leg drop <laughs> which was pretty funny uh, does that on Colton Gunn. Uh, Dex and Juice in the ring now, exchanging chops. Uh, a lot of tags in this match. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me if I'm jumping around. Uh, Cash Wheeler hits a stun gun on Colton Gunn. Uh, then hits a backbreaker on Colton. And he has tagged Dex in, so... Cash hits that backbreaker on Colton, and then Dax comes in with the elbow drop on Colton. Jay White and Punk back in. Jay White hits a dragon screw on Punk. Juice Robinson back in, drops an elbow drop on Punk's knee. Austin Gunn in on Punk. Tags in Jay White. He front suplexes Punk on the ring apron. Punk back in the ring, getting beaten on by White. Uh, White with shoulder strikes on Punk in the corner. And White tells Punk he doesn't belong in the ring anymore. Punk gouges his eyes and takes him down uh, off of him in the corner there. Juice Robinson comes in and tells Punk he's going to sleep. And Juice Robinson tries to steal Punk's finisher, the GTS. Punk gets out of it. Uh, tags in Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks comes in, hits a blue thunder bomb on Jay White. Two count. Suplex, two count, broken up by Juice Robinson. Dex, uh, Dex Harwood in now. Pile drives Juice Robinson. Uh, Cash Wheeler in. Clotheslines one of the guns. Does a military press of the other gun. Throws him out of the ring. Very impressive show of strength by Cash Wheeler there. Uh, back in the ring, Uranagi by Jay White on CM Punk. Uh, hits another Uranagi on Ricky Starks. Gets a two count. And then uh, Juice Robinson hits Ricky Starks. from. He's on, Robinson is on the outside. Starks is on the inside. Juice Robinson hits Starks. Starks falls right into the hands of Jay White. Jay White hits the Blade Runner on Starks. Gets the pin and the win while everyone else is fighting on the outside of the ring. Excellent match. Four and a half bones out of five. After the match, the guns 
And Bullet Club Gold, in the middle of the ring, do the Bullet Club Gold, the hand signal, the guns up hand signal. Seemingly, the guns are now part of Bullet Club Gold. That, yeah. is, that is definitely the way it came off. So I think we have new members in Bullet Club Gold, which they've definitely needed for weeks now. And it's now mm-hmm. a, a proper faction instead of just two guys. Uh, and such such a perfect choice for members. I think I so. Think, yeah. yeah, the guns are 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 very good. They have been improving drastically right in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the ring, on the mic, both. Uh and Colton alone on the mic has improved. He was terrible months mm-hmm. ago. He was terrible on the mic and he's improved to serviceable mm-hmm. borderline good on the mic. Yeah. Austin is is good and he's improved to annoying heel pretty darn good level. Yeah. yeah. And their their chemistry together is excellent. They're very good in the ring. They're going to be a very good tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, whoever has been helping them out in the ring, you know, kudos to them. I'm sure their dad a lot, and I'm sure some of the behind-the-scenes you know, crew, I'm not sure who else has been helping them out, but the guns have come a long way in a very short time, and I'm very impressed with them. They're breaking kayfabe. The dad doesn't talk to them anymore. <laughs> Kay, what do you have to say about, about the uh, four-and-a-half-bone main event of Collision? This, I, this, by the way, was the match of the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I have grown to really appreciate Juice Robinson. Oh, yeah. Both in the ring and out. Um, not just, like, out of the ring, like, on promos, but also on the outside of the ring during matches. Like, he's just very entertaining in everything that he does. So even if he wasn't physically doing something on the outside of the ring, yeah. the shit that he yells at the people in the ring during the match, so entertaining. He's great. And so he's great he all great. around. He's he like adds, the whole package. He adds a lot to a match. And he's such a weirdo that he's like such a fun character, you know? Um, I hope that's a character anyway. Maybe he's really like that, but that would be super intense. Can you imagine having like a normal conversation with him? Tony Storm's married to him, know, so she yeah. gets him, you know, 24-7. Yeah, crazy. Um, there was a nice side headlock takeover by Dax on Juice. Um, Ricky's rope walk is so dumb. Um, and I also wanted to point out that Punk looks so happy. Like, he is just having such a good time in the ring while he's wrestling. Yeah, you can tell he's like, glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's... it's Whether he's getting booed or not, he's just no, glad he's, to be yeah. back. and he's yeah. just got, like... Almost like a shit-eating grin, like just like the world's biggest smile during his. It's it's almost like off-putting in a way because he's like beating people up while like smiling really big. But he just it's nice to see him happy um, and that he's happy to be back. You know, yeah, yeah he was um, smiling through a lot of the match. And, yeah, right. Yeah, I think he was partially entertained by the booze he was getting. Oh well, no, definitely. And, yeah, and so was, that was kind of fun yeah, to yeah. see. Like I think it must have reminded him at least partially, of his WWE days. Like, oh, yeah. on his rise to, to fame when he used to get the shit boot out of him by, like, the entire arena constantly. Um, Definitely. I'm hoping this sways him to go full heel soon. Um, I love me some heel CM Punk. Um, but, yeah, I just thought this was a, a really great match. I thought it was a great way to end the show, great main event. Um, I love all of these guys, and this match just made me love them all even more. Great match, great yeah. great collection of guys in the main event. 
Great Good. match. Great. Collision has been has had some awesome uh, main events for the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hope they keep it up. We did get some future matches for next week's Collision, um, but a lot of them are. Did we? Did well, I not write them down? I don't know. Uh, we got we got three Owen Hart tournament matches next week okay, on Collision. Yeah. Um, but no, they didn't. I think they only announced one other match. I can't remember what it was. Uh, yeah. I thought you wrote them down. Um, but uh, so I don't think we have. I don't think we know what the main event is for next week. Oh, yes, I, I just didn't write them down. My, my fault. That's okay. I know. I know. I don't. I don't think they said the main event, and we already know the collision matches for the tournament. Yeah. Um. So overall, any any final thoughts on episode two? Yeah. One one second. Uh, okay. Why don't you tell us your final thoughts on episode two, and then I will, I will share mine. Okay. Um. I think episode two was great. I think it wasn't as good as episode one, but I think that's to be expected. Um. I think it definitely has that same different feel than Dynamite has. Uh, it just has a different energy to it that we saw in episode one, but I was glad to see that that continued into episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your biggest complaint with the show got remedied um, with the font they chose for mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. on-screen titles. Uh, yeah. So so you must be pretty happy about that since that was your one and only complaint last yeah, week. Yeah, that was, was my their only font. real complaint last week. Uh, was I didn't like the font that they used for the wrestlers' <laughs> entrances and stuff, and they, they, they changed it this week, I, yeah. I thought. Um, it looked it looked different to me. I, it could all just be in my head, but I think they used a different font. Mm-hmm. One thing I feel like we should definitely note for our listeners: Collision next week is not on Saturday, correct? Isn't it on Thursday? I heard that. I, well, um, it's Thursday. Well, somebody said it was on. It's not on Saturday because Money in the Bank, but Money in the Bank's at three p.m. Well, no, on the on the on screen thing when it was showing the collision matches, it said Thursday. Well, that's because. Mm, was that the twenty? Like the Owen Hart collision matches oh, that are, are going to be in Hamilton. It? Are they not taping it? Oh, you think it's live? Is that what you mean? No, I said, are they not taping it on the twenty ninth and then airing it? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh well, we don't know, folks. Uh, apparently, but. To get back to what uh, Kay was saying, here are the tournament matches uh, for next collision. Uh, June 29th, which is what? Thursday, correct? Yes. Yes. So Thursday is when these matches are happening, whether the show is live or is being taped on Thursday. The matches are occurring on Thursday. Uh, Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. The winner of that will face the winner of CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima at Forbidden Door, uh, which which is occurring at Forbidden Door, I should say. Uh, also on Collision, uh, June 29th, Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Should be a good one. Uh, and Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks, continuing that feud. So we do know three tournament matches coming up on next Collision. Uh, my final thoughts for the show, I don't have a whole lot. Uh, as I said, I, I do want to see some high flyers. I'm, it seems like a purposeful choice they've, that they have left high flyers off of the show. 
uh, Tony, Tony Khan has left them off of the show. I have no idea why. Again, if you're putting your best foot forward, you want to show the different styles of wrestling that your company uh, has. So, you know, show me a women's match. Have a big eight-man tag with some stars. Have uh, some high flyers. Have a technical match. You know, like WCW used to do back in the day when they had a huge roster like AEW does. You've got all these different stars at your disposal, all these different styles at your disposal. Showcase them. So uh, why they're not using high flyers on Collision, I don't know, but it's definitely been a choice not to so far. Um, that's my only thought, and like Kay said, yes, I I did not like the fonts that they used when <laughs> when wrestlers entered last week. It looked, it just did not look right to me. It didn't look, did not look like a big time wrestling show. It 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 didn't. It just didn't look good to me. So, what do you think about the new font? They've changed the fonts. I like them. I'm not, I'm still not crazy about them, but I, it looked a, a lot better than mm-hmm. than last week's. Yeah. It could all be in my head. I'd have to see them side by side, but I, I'm pretty sure they changed the font because it looked it looked right this week. They must have because as soon as the the writing came up on the screen, you were like, "Oh, they changed the font." And yeah. so I think for you to notice it that quickly, it had to have been different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for, did you find out what's up with the Saturday or Thursday? I looked at the scheduled, the collision schedule for the next like month. This is the only Thursday show. It didn't say if it was airing Thursday or just happening on Thursday. Yeah. But I don't think that if it wasn't airing Thursday, they would have put Thursday on the screen. And they put Thursday on the screen. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are going to uh, cover, We you know, we have a pay-per-view coming up uh, very shortly. So we're going to uh, do our predictions. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to it. All right, we are really quickly going to do our AEW New Japan Wrestling uh, Forbidden Door 2023 predictions. Six-man tag team match. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki versus Sting, Darby Allin, and Naito. Who do you have, Kay? I have Sting, Darby Allin, and Naito. What about you? Same here. Yeah, yeah. I, I picked them because they had the mystery man on their team, and mm-hmm. the mystery man team always wins. Yeah. Um, not a lot of build to this one other than Sting and Allin don't like Jericho and Guevara, really. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to talk about these very much because, frankly, there hasn't been a lot of build to to a bunch of these matches. Uh, you know, I think the show is going to be amazing, but the build to it has been piss poor. Mm-hmm. Our, our, uh, prediction championship belt is on the line. Though, of course. Right? Oh, yes. And our current champion it's is, of May. course, Asa. Yes, yes. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure they knew that. I know you knew that. Yeah. Uh, 10-man tag team match. Uh, we have the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Ring of Honor World Champion, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Utah. Uh, they're also teaming with Kanosuke Takeshita and Shota Umino. And they're taking on uh, the Elite, Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks. And they're teaming with Eddie Kingston and Ishii, 
Who do you have winning that one? I have the Elite winning this one. So do I. Interesting. We're going to yep. have all the same picks, I bet. We'll see. AEW International. And that one actually does have some, some backstory, of course. And this match kind of feels like an afterthought, but, you know, I think the one of the more interesting things happening in wrestling right now the is is the Blackpool Combat Club versus Elite Feud. So that one has a lot of fire behind it, that match. That's going to be a good... It's going to be a wild fucking match. Well, I like, too, they're bringing in the Ring of Honor feud between Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli to it. It's nice to see them at least acknowledge, acknowledge that Ring of Honor exists. Yeah. Uh, AEW International Championship four-way match. We have the champion Orange Cassidy defending against New Japan television champ Zack Sabre Jr., Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Katsuyori Shibata, and Jericho Appreciation Society member, Daniel Garcia. Who do you have winning? I have Cassidy winning, but I am for anyone but Garcia. I have Zack Sabre Jr. winning Mm. and being a man with two belts. I think Cassidy's losing tonight. Interesting. Uh, I would like to see Sabre win. Like, originally, he was who I wanted to win. Really? But then... Last night when we were on uh, Last Week in Wrestling, we were talking about Orange Cassidy's reign and how awesome it's been, and it made me not want him to to maybe end it quite yet. Um, so we didn't say who we're going for, so wait, wait yeah. a second. In the six-man tag match, well, let's go back. Jericho, okay. Jericho, Guevara, Suzuki versus Sting, Allen, and Naito. Who are you going for? I'm going for Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki. Me too. Ten-man tag match, Blackpool Combat Club team versus... Uh, elite team. I'm going for the elite team. Me too. AEW International Championship. I'm probably going for Sabre, actually. I'm going I, for Cassidy. Oh, that's funny. That but I predicted Sabre's yeah, winning. Yeah, and I predicted Cassidy's winning. I think he's going to have two belts. I think they, they want to maybe have a title change and make this international championship. Maybe have it go to Japan for yeah. a little bit. Or, or maybe he'll end up losing it on Dynamite or something. I, yeah, I, I just I feel like the belt... It's changing hands, and now while I'm saying this, now I feel like Garcia might win it. Well, I think if it's going to change hands, Sabre, out of all the the opponents Orange Cassidy has faced thus far in his reign, Sabre is the best choice for him to lose it to, out of all of his previous opponents. I agree. Um, yeah, when, when I made my original prediction sheet, I had written down Sabre and Cassidy and put a question mark, um, but I'm going with Cassidy as retaining. Yeah, I'm going for Sabre winning. Uh, I picked Sabre to win, but I'm cheering for Cassidy to continue his amazing title reign. And I'll be cheering for Sabre because I love him. Uh, AEW Women's World Championship. The champion, Tony Storm, accompanied by the Outcasts, versus New Japan uh, Strong Women's Champion, Willow Nightingale. And her belt is not on the line. Just the AEW title. Mm -hmm. So who are you for and who are you picking? I am both for and picking Tony Storm. Me She's too. my girl. Me too. Uh, we have an Owen Hart Cup quarterfinal match. CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. Or Kojima. I got, I got Punk. And I'm for Punk. Me too. Uh, IWGP world title match. Champion Sonata versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I have Sonata winning... And more than caring about either of these men winning this match, I am for Jack Perry going full heel in this match. 
So that is what I am cheering for, rather than a winner is for a heel turn. I predict Sonata winning. I'm cheering for Jack Perry, and the same thing. I want to see a heel turn. Yeah. But I want to see Jack Perry win it. That would be awesome. He He's another one. He has improved his work lately, and uh, I feel like he's grown out of the Jungle Boy gimmick. It's time to mm-hmm. drop that and move on and get him into something else. Yeah. It's... And now Luchasaurus is gone, Marco Stump's gone, let's move on. Um, But yeah, his work has impressed me lately, and I think he's just going to keep getting better, Jack Perry. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a good one, he's a good one. So I'm for him, but I think Sonata's hanging on to it. Uh, AEW World Title Match, going to be the first match on the card. Champion MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm predicting MJF winning, and I am for MJF winning. I'm predicting MJF winning, and I don't know who I'm cheering for. Whoa, that's a shocker. I don't really? know who I'm cheering for. Why? MJF's such a little dickhole. I, I know, know, I love it. I love him <laughs> with a belt. I don't know if I can cheer for him. I, 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 Do you want him to lose this championship? I think it would be interesting if he lost it to Tanahashi. Plus, Tanahashi's all beat up and injured. He's the underdog here, I feel like. Okay, you can cheer for him. I just, I'm just not surprised. sure who I'm going for. I'm going to break Dylan's heart <laughs> cheering for against MJF. Yeah, she's talking about Dylan from last week in wrestling. He's the world's biggest MJF fan. Yes, he is. I think I'm, think I'm, cheering, for, I'm cheering for MJF. Yeah. I'm cheering for MJF. I like him. He's, he's done great work lately. Uh... IWGP United States Championship match. The champion, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. I have Will Ospreay winning. I'm just for a good match. I don't really care who wins this one. Um, I kind of want Will Ospreay to win because then I think they're going to be one and one with, with defeats over each other. And then I want a rematch at All In uh, to be like an epic crescendo mm-hmm. to this feud i am i picked will osprey to win it i'm cheering for kenny omega but since you mentioned that that would be a great outcome mm-hmm. for them yeah. to have a tiebreaker at all in yeah. and in wembley holy shit that would be great especially since will osprey is from england you know yeah. i feel like that would make it even a bigger deal that would be tremendous yeah but I, i'm cheering for omega but i i think osprey will win I was trying to see how many I picked. If we had New Japan versus AEW, how many I picked New Japan and how many I picked AEW. I picked evenly. Okay. Uh, Main event, Brian Danielson of the Blackpool Combat Club versus Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker. I have Okada winning, and I am for Okada winning. Wow. I I am sick of Brian Danielson's shit and him calling people amateurs. I feel like it is so obviously a lie that he does not believe that it is a stupid thing to do. And his stupidity, I have had enough with it. I am for Okada. I picked Brian Danielson, and I am for Brian Danielson. So we have two that we picked differently. Is that all? Yeah. I think so. So, yeah, because the Okada match and then uh, the four-way. With D- Danielson and the four-way, that's all? Mm-hmm. 
think so. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that and I, what do you think is going to be the match of the night? It's hard because I don't know these New Japan guys well. Um, Pick one. I think the four-way is going to be the match of the night, but I don't think anyone is going to agree with me on that. I think it's going to be... Oof. I think it's going to be... Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It's... Yeah. I'm going to pick three. You can't pick three. You told it's me I had to be... pick one. I'm going to pick... I'll pick one. Yeah. I'm going to say Danielson versus Okada. Interesting, because my second choice was going to be Omega versus Osprey. I'm going to... I'm going to change it. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be Omega versus Osprey. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, those guys are both amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the match of the night. Not to take away from anyone else. This pay-per-view is going to be terrific. Uh, Last year's Forbidden Door was terrific. I don't see this one uh, being any less terrific. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for all of these matches. There's not a match where I'm like, oh, I guess I'll sit through that. No, I agree. Yeah, I I think every match is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Good to great. I mean... What a terrific pay-per-view they have laid out. Do you think we're going to have any returns or surprises during this? Um, Because usually at AEW pay-per-views, you got some people showing up. True. Um, Man. I think we might see Thunder Rosa. Yeah? Because she hasn't done a promo for Collision, Mm -hmm. but she's in their commercials. She's got to be coming back soon. I think she might show up during that outcast homegrown business. I feel like, as much as we've heard about them lately, I feel like there's a chance that Goldberg might be coming to AEW. Really? Because I've been watching Tony Khan's answers. Is he coming? Is he not? And they've been changing a little. In what way? One was like, no, I've been talking to him, and I, it's not, it's not the time, something like that. It's not, no, not right now. Uh, and then the last one I read, the most recent one I read, I forget what it said, but it was much more vague than that. Hmm. Which led me to believe that something is maybe happening on that front. Interesting. Which I would actually like. I like Goldberg. I know a lot of people are fucking hating on him and i know he had a terrible match with the undertaker in saudi arabia but uh he's had some good matches since then even and i know he's mm-hmm. old but old guys can still go sting can still go goldberg can get himself right back into shape and have some good matches you know i mean people can i'm sure he regrets the undertaker match but see here's the thing about Like I said, he can still get himself in in great shape and go and have and come in AEW and have some good matches. And his style versus some of these guys would be really interesting to see. Mm -hmm. I would love to see it. Uh, And and Goldberg versus Undertaker. Here's the thing: is they neither of them should have been there doing that match. But here's the thing about when you try to do something, you can't. The key word in that. Is try. At least he was trying. At least he was trying to give us a show. And trying 
to uh, perform for us. So that's the, the thing to always remember about these guys. Even when they fuck up, they're trying to do this for us, you know? Plus, too, I think with that match, because I brought that match up uh, the last time we talked about Goldberg on here, but, like, people forgave The Undertaker real quick for that match, you know? And we're, and they were fine with him continuing to have matches on WWE after that. They but they're not, but they're, not, they're not offering Goldberg the same chance, which is odd and and a shame you know yeah. um because he wasn't the only person in that bad match right uh but interesting he, he looked worse than the undertaker did but neither of them looked great See, in that watch, match i didn't watch the match um but but like i said goldberg has had good matches since then mm-hmm. and can get himself right back into shape i mean there are plenty of people in their 50s which i forget how old he is now he's 50 something i believe uh, i'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. Could be forty, late late forties, early fifties. I'm not sure. Do you think he'd end up on Collision? Um, With his style and like the size. I think so. Yeah, that'd um, be cool to have like someone big for. Like who's on it? Like Hobbs, Luchasaurus, uh, Miro. Miro. Like that would be a fun. Yeah. Fun feuds. Uh, even him and Punk. You know, people, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But see, I, so many people are just against him. I don't. I don't get where the hate, you know, there's so much hate directed at certain people in the internet community. And I don't get where it comes from. Uh, It's because they haven't seen Santa's sleigh. (laughs) I think that's the only logical explanation. And they don't know that he loves animals and he does so much for animal charities, which is what makes me like Goldberg. That's true. Like I said, I I have confidence. Goldberg, if he wants to do it, he will get himself into shape and he will do it. I have confidence in that. Now, I'm, I, if I'm wrong and he shows up and he's like, shit, I, if you've been listening to this show, I, if I'm wrong about stuff, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, if he shows up and he's shitty, I'll admit that, that I was wrong. But I feel like if he's going to do it, he's going to do it right. So I know most people are not for Goldberg and AEW, but I, I feel like if he wants to do it and Tony Khan wants to do it, I feel like there's some intriguing matchups that we could see, mm-hmm. and uh, and let's see him do it. I think he's got su- such an aura around him, and uh, and he's still a big name. He's still a star. He's one of the biggest names in the history of the business. Bring it on, yeah. Let's see it. I would love to love to see Goldberg. But enough about Goldberg. Where where I even get started? I oh, you, you asked me who's I asked coming. You if you thought we would have any uh, surprises. And there was one lady who I was thinking. Uh, could be returning. I'm trying to think who. Not Thunder Rosa? Not Thunder Rosa. And not I'm trying Jamie to think Hader? Who it was. No, not Jamie Hader. I cannot think of it. But there was one lady who I was thinking yesterday who was returning tonight. And I cannot think Has of her Has she been now. injured or just out? I can't think of who oh. it is. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, folks, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Please subscribe. Make sure you don't miss an episode. We will be on... We'll be back uh, Monday, tomorrow, with our Forbidden Door recap and review show. Um, Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any shows. If you want to follow us, uh, follow along with us, we're going to be live tweeting during the pay-per-view can follow along with us on twitter uh at no bones wrestling with an r uh and at k fabulous eight zero k y fabulous eight zero on twitter 
Listen, uh, also, please rate us where you listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, five bones, whatever they will let you do. Because that's how we'll, we get new listeners. That really helps get new listeners. And then we can all be friends, talk about wrestling together. It'll be a beautiful world. Um, and check out our YouTube page. We started posting regularly. Um, I'm uploading our our podcast there. So if you prefer to listen on YouTube versus a regular podcast um, app, they, uh, new episodes are available usually about an hour or two after they post, um, on Spotify. Uh, and also we've been posting some unboxing videos, but there's going to be lots of new YouTube content coming. So subscribe so you can keep an eye out for that. Yep. And, uh, as Mick Foley would say, uh, well, first I will <laughs> say, enjoy the pay-per-view tonight for Bindor. And as McFoley would say, have a nice day. Bye.